The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. In-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Good morning, everyone. We're taking a live look right now at how many people are out of power in Austin. Customers, about 400 customers are without power this morning because of Maybe, maybe it's the re- the weather that we're seeing out there. Maybe it's weather related. According to Austin Energy, overnight there are around 2,000 up to the domain part of the area near North Lamar and 35. We're going to continue to update you on the power outages throughout the morning. We did see some lightning overnight. Look at this strike. This is along Mopac near Camp Mabry uh, as a little uh, lightning activity. It looks like maybe the train's off there to the left. Uh, an exciting start to our morning, maybe a loud start for some of you. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez. Kristen, um, are these storms severe? Are they done? And what can we expect? Not severe, but not done either. All right. So we are expecting a full day of rain and thunder storms. Let me show you what's going on with the clouds and radar right now, because as you can see, most of this is Eastern County heavy here. We're going to be keeping a very close eye on that because this is just the start of a long day to come. We've got good rainfall. That's the good news, but obviously we're going to have to watch the roads very closely. We've got Erica and keeping an eye on your traffic, but let's try and go back to radar here because I do want to show you we've got a thunderstorm to the south that if it holds together long enough, it's going to be making its way into the I-35 corridor. So through Hayes County and into Travis County, are we able to go back to radar? Is that a possibility for us? I think it's going to be important for uh, those to see where the rain is now and where it's going to come. Producer, can I get a, there we go. All right, so let's get back to it. This is that cluster of storms and showers down across southern Blanco County and then just about to move into Hayes County. This is going to be an on and off all day deal. So if you're just about to head out the door, make sure you've got the raincoat, the rain boots, umbrella, something to keep you dry. Because although it might not be raining where you are now, there is an increasing chance of rain to come. Live look outside, Ewell Kubota weather camera there in Georgetown, 54 degrees underneath that mainly cloudy sky. Temperatures a talker. It's much cooler out there in the 50s, not those 60s and 70s we've had recently and all day long. We will stay in the 50s, so by 6 a.m. 52, you'll notice we're not too far from that by the time we hit lunchtime with that significant chance of rain taking us all the way through this afternoon. We're going to be talking more about how much rain, what the severe risk looks like, and could we run into any flooding concerns? The details in your first warning forecast, but let's get a check on our early morning traffic situation with Erica. Yeah, we're watching it closely. Thanks, Kristen. Right now, if you are headed out to the airport along Highway 71, it will be a wet drive, but we're not going to see any delays. We only have one crash reported as we kick off this uh, Thursday morning, but obviously with this rain, you've got to start factoring in some extra time. Uh, This is not the morning to dilly-dally as far as your commute is concerned, because we know right now, even though it is quiet, it's just very early, 4.33 in the morning. 
Give me another hour, two hours, things will be different. When these wet roads, you know what that means, heavy traffic. On Airport Boulevard, that's where we do have a crash reported right there at 12th Street. But as you can see, no major delays yet. And I have been watching it closely to see if we have any low water crossings that have started to close. Not seeing that right now, but I will let you know if that changes. Tom, Sally. Thanks, Erica. Breaking news from overnight. No one is hurt after this, a major apartment fire in East Austin. This video sent in from a viewer who lives there. This is the Miller Flats Apartments off of Clayton Lane. It's by I-35 and 290. Investigators say the apartments caught fire after someone was smoking on a third floor balcony and they didn't put it out correctly. Firefighters had to rescue several people trapped on the third floor. 12 apartments are damaged. Well, here in Central Texas, there's a new push for school safety, and it's focusing on dangerous drugs like fentanyl. And as KXA's Nabil Ramonda reports, Round Rock ISD is adding more doses of Narcan to campuses all across the district, including at elementary schools. It's never too early for that talk about drugs. I have talked to them about it a little bit, drugs are bad. Karen Hawthorne with kids in elementary school. I think being proactive is a very good thing. Round Rock ISD is being proactive as well, especially as fentanyl related deaths and overdoses are on the rise nationwide. I think the concern is out there and we just want to make sure we stay ahead of it. Every campus now has Narcan, even elementary schools. Currently all of our nurses, our police officers and our athletic trainers are equipped with Narcan. I can't see a downside to having it in schools. You're just going to push this plunger down and that dispenses the dose. Amy Jurassic with Williamson County EMS says having it on every campus is important. Maybe it's not used for those elementary school kids. We're not seeing a lot of that younger population with these overdoses, but there are other people in those schools that that Narcan can be used for. EMS says Narcan is safe for all ages and it's easy to use. That's why education is key even for young kids. If you give it to someone and they haven't suffered an opioid overdose, it's okay, it's not going to hurt them. But if they're experiencing an overdose, it could save their life. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. Narcan is now in those AED boxes in Round Rock schools so that it can be easily found in an emergency. Williamson County EMS says the majority of overdoses it is seen is for people between the ages of 18 and 45. So what is the proper dosage of Narcan for kids? According to the Mayo Clinic, Narcan is safe for all ages, but the dosage may differ on the patient and the amount of fentanyl ingested. If a child is older than five, weighs more than 44 pounds, two milligrams of Narcan should be given. That's one spray in each nostril. Just last week, the FDA approved Narcan as an over-the-counter medication. It's expected to be in store soon. Well, today is the deadline to register to vote for the May elections. Early voting starts in a couple of weeks on April 24th, and some things you're going to be voting on come May 6th, Election Day, include Austin's police oversight propositions. In Georgetown, who's going to be the next mayor? And will Dripping Springs ISD school bonds pass or fail? How your summer plans may be affected by new rules and restrictions at some of the country's popular vacation spots. And several school districts in Texas have moved to a four-day school week. Why lawmakers are looking to ban that though. Good morning, a live look outside from the Austonian camera. And uh, you can see there's a little bit of rain out there uh, on the lens of this camera. It has been a wet start to this Thursday. Kristen is here looking at how long that's gonna last.
Tourism back in a big way with more than half of Americans planning summer travel. Yeah, but depending on where you're traveling, you may face some new fees, rules, and restrictions at some of the country's most popular vacation spots like Lake Tahoe in California, known for its beautiful scenery. It is now dealing with traffic congestion, crowded hiking paths, trashed beaches. The city already tightened restrictions on vacation rentals, enforced steep fines for noise, and are considering other ideas like parking reservations. Now they're working with 16 other areas to come up with a stewardship plan. And as Julie Reagan, the executive director of the Lake Tahoe Regional Planning Agency says, prioritizing time and money into upkeeping their environments. Big resorts in the Intermountain West, Vail, Colorado, Montana, throughout California, Jackson Hole, a lot of resort destinations are doing something called destination stewardship plans. And at the heart of it, it's how do we take care of this beautiful place, but really leverage the power of tourism to help not only our economy, but also our local residents community and the environment which sustains all of this. And to find out more on how this could affect your summer travel plans, make sure that you watch the Today Show right after KXAN News Today. The plan in Travis County that could put nonviolent offenders into a new program instead of jail. An NBA team playing in Austin tonight. How the Spurs are helping to get more basketball courts in our city. Big night at Moody Center. First time ever an NBA regular season game. We'll hear from Spurs head coach Greg Popovich on the concept coming up. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Good morning, a live look this morning from our cameras all over Central Texas. This is over in Georgetown. You can see I-35 right there, just one of a few cars on the road. We're going to let you know how your morning commute is looking with the rain out there. Erica Brennis is in in just the next few minutes. But first, nearly 60 school districts across the state have switched to those four-day school weeks. Yeah, but some lawmakers are considering banning that shortened school week. A bill would require Texas schools to meet 175 days each school year. Right now, the law only requires a certain number of minutes on instruction, not days. Districts that move to that shorter week say it's helped out with teacher burnout, also giving them more time to plan and train. Opponents warn, though, about unintended consequences for students and parents. When you compare a student in a four-week instructional environment to what their peers were in in a five-week a five-day-a-week instructional environment, they are learning less over time. But that learning loss—it's just incremental, but it compounds on a year-over-year -year basis. After talking about the bill, lawmakers decided to leave it pending in committee. Going in depth on this, of the 60 Texas school districts on those four-day school weeks. Local Rockdale ISD made that switch. The school's hoping the change helps attract more teachers to that rural district. First responders up in Georgetown 
Headed to uh, the Meadows this week. The Georgetown Fire Department posting photos of their crews in a field of red poppies on Sunday. So the photos have gotten over 500 comments and more than 3,000 shares. Pretty creative photos there. <laughs> Started out with Georgetown Police and their hashtag Back the Blue Bonnets campaign. Now the firefighters are saying, well, we want to get involved. And so their hashtag is hashtag red poppies. Look at that pyramid. That. There's a pyramid. There's find the police officer, <laughs> find the firefighters in the red poppy photo. Mm. Creative. It's super creative. I love, love a little it. competition. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes. pretty good. Oh my gosh, look at that one. <laughs> yeah. so funny. All right, let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because we've got quite a bit of rain along and east of I-35. And this is just the beginning. There's also some thunderstorms in there. So lightning, uh, certainly evident on radar. You're also going to notice the potential for some small hail. And I appreciate those of you who sent in uh, those photos of the hail that you saw overnight into this morning. If you were one of those that did that, uh, make sure you look for our follow-up email. We'd like to show some of that on air this morning, but we need your permission. Right now, Austin's not seeing much, most of this further towards the east, but we've got those storms creeping up from the south, which will likely see impact your morning commute over the next couple of hours. It's a cloudy sky right now, as seen from our Palms car wash camera there, northwest Austin, 52 degrees currently. Your temperatures area one in those 40s and 50s, 51 in Bastrop, 52 Rockdale, 40s and 50s out west. These temperatures running 15 to 25 degrees cooler than what we had yesterday. The hike and bike forecast is showing us probably not a great day to be outside. If, if you're one of the brave ones, just make sure you've got that raincoat with you, but you're also probably going to want a sweater or jacket of some sort because our temperatures won't leave the 50s today, and it's all about the rain chances here with a 90% chance of on and off showers and thunderstorms. Let me show you that because you can see our high-resolution model continue to increase our rain chance through this morning. It spreads out as we get into the lunchtime hour here. And then even into this evening, your, your evening commute home might not be totally dry. So it'll be wet to start, wet to finish, and we've got more rain coming in tonight and into tomorrow. So it's a good 48-hour rain event here as we look at the new data coming in. And as far as the risks go, a low risk of severe storms. This is mainly going to be for some gusty winds and some small hail. I'm not seeing a tornado threat here, but because of how quickly this will come down within the next 48 hours, those rainfall totals of one to three inches don't sound like a lot, but they could maybe pose some minor flooding concerns here. Two out of four risk of flash flooding for our I-35 corridor counties, all of our eastern counties, and just a small sliver here of the eastern hill country. So we don't expect major problems, but could we see some of that nuisance flooding like on some of the roadways or the low-lying valleys? Yes, we could see some of that, but this is beneficial rainfall, so it's hard to complain about a 90% chance of shower for both today and tomorrow. High temperatures, though, that's the cost. We are going to get stuck in the 50s today and tomorrow. Couple spotty showers Saturday morning, but then we're good to go with warming temperatures into the Easter holiday. 70s on Sunday, 80s eventually return by early next week. Erica? All right, thanks so much, Chris. I've been watching a really spectacular lightning show here from our TxDOT camera at Highway 290 and Old Fredericksburg Road in southwest Austin. I was kind of hoping that you might catch it alongside myself. Tom noticed it. We said, ooh, just a great lightning show here in southwest Austin, but doesn't look like we're going to look out 
uh, to show you here live on TV. But, you know, if you step outside and you're in Southwest Austin, you're going to see it. We're so grateful for this rain, and we're grateful to start off this Thursday morning without any serious crashes on I-35 or Mopac or that sort of thing. And the low water crossings, those have stayed open for now. We're watching it closely, definitely. Right now, no delays coming in from the north, south, east, or west. You can see starting off solid green. Tom, Sally. Okay, thank you, Erica. Austin City Council is going to talk about its role in creating a mental health diversion center. This discussion is going to happen during the next council meeting. But we're telling you about what's going to happen and when that does come to play. Because after Travis County voted to move forward with the project last month, people are asking what's next. The diversion center is intended to give nonviolent offenders going in and out of jail a place to get treatment instead of going to jail. We need to be a part of uh, the solution. And then what part we can play in terms of, like I said, teaming up with you know, the county and, and coming up with uh, what resources we can push to make this uh, thing a reality. Travis County staff has been asked to update commissioners sometime in the next few months. Going in depth, back in March, Travis County commissioners voted to move forward with the center after getting recommendations from a Dell Medical School report. And it found roughly 900 people at any given time in the Travis County Jail had a mental health identifier. And that's just under 40% of the jail's entire population. Now, there is more proof this morning of a cooling housing market in Central Texas. Yeah, things have been climbing for years, but now home values in Williamson County, they're dropping. KXAN's Mercedes Hernandez talked with experts looking at the ups and now the downs. In the 23 years I've been here, I've seen in the last two years a record increase and a record decrease. Our Alvin Lankford is the chief 11. appraiser at the Williamson Central Appraisal District. He says home values now are very different than one year ago. And we were up over 45% on residential values for 2022 valuation. For 23, it was a record decrease, 11 to 12% countywide. From an average home value of $520,000 in 2022 to 461,000 this year. He says this difference means things could change for people priced out of buying a home last year. We're looking at starter homes or looking to buy their first home. They may be able to start affording some of those homes now uh, where they weren't able to afford them before. There were more homes on the market in Williamson County in January than there had been for years. And it wasn't a sustainable market. And so we're starting to see a little bit of prices settle. Brandy Wench um, with the Austin Board of Realtors says for sale signs are coming and going as usual. While land values and how they're taxed are a big concern in Travis County, because land is highly coveted in the city of Austin. Those looking to sell in Williamson County could boost their bottom line with some home improvements. If you do anything like a pool or you know an outdoor kitchen, that, that is an improvement that adds value to your home. Lankford says owners won't know what impact these lower values will have on their property taxes for a few more months. So it's hard to tell what that impact might be for taxes at this point. Uh, tax rates uh, are not determined until later in the year. In Georgetown, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. If you live in Williamson County and you don't agree with your home value, you can protest through May 15th. We have info on how to do that at KXAN.com. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Hi, good morning to you. NBA comes to Austin. First ever regular season game tonight at Moody Center. Spurs will host the Portland Trailblazers. Moody Center, back to basketball, but a full house available. All the seats open for the NBA to come to Austin. San Antonio and Austin, only about 70 miles apart. It doubles the size of the market when they get together, and that's one of the reasons they're introducing this new concept. 
think the Spurs organization uh, just wants to expand uh, the territory. You know, we live here in this region, you know, all the way from Mexico all the way up to here, and uh, we'd like to spread that experience that that we've had with the Spurs uh, into another area because we haven't been up here. But to do that, we've got to make the effort to be seen. Increasing uh, the interest in, in what we do, uh, seeing new fans, playing in a different arena, uh, all that is uh, interesting and fun. Selfish note, uh, we've got some great restaurants up here, and I'll be doing that every single night. Means a late night dinner tonight for Pop Spurs play at 7. And again, if you can't make it out to Moody, you can watch it over on KBVO. Baseball tonight scheduled. Texas and Kansas State opening up their Big 12 series. Supposed to start at 6.30. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.